You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey y'all, welcome back to The Happy Gynecologist, episode number 140, My Secret Weapon Against Burnout. All right, today I have an episode all about my secret weapon when it comes to beating burnout, and it is exactly the opposite of what you might expect. (laughs) So for those of you that have been around for a little bit, welcome back. I'm sure you're probably expecting me to say, oh, let's take some deep breaths or let's reduce our stress or we need to say no more often. (laughs) And you know me, I love all of these things, but no, (laughs) those are not what we're going to talk about today. Okay. So you're going to want to stick around Even if you don't feel burnt out right now, this is a great secret weapon that is essential when it comes to battling burnout and is something that I use every single day to do that. Okay, still. Um, And so I'm going to share it with you. But before we dive into that, I have a very special surprise for you, friend. I am super excited about this one. As a loyal listener, I want to share a little little bit of nostalgia and maybe a little present just for you. Okay. So if you are listening in real time, you know that it is summertime. And as a child, I'm dating myself, uh, of the nineties, I happen to have a very strong affinity for having a summer book list. Okay. You know, the type, if you are also a nineties kid, you know, um, Maybe it comes with a personal pan pizza, <laughs> if you read enough of them. <laughs> so I uh, I recently saw like a meme or a TikTok or something someone sent me um, about how we are grownups now, which means that we can reward ourselves for reading anytime we want with our own personal pan pizza, anytime. <laughs> so in like a nostalgic way, I was like, I need a book list. (laughs) So if you are like pondering about your next read, like what should I read next? Or if you're going to the beach, you're going to be on an airplane and you want to have something to read. I want you to go check out um, a book list that I created just for you. I've compiled it. It is 20 books that will transform your life as an OBGYN. Or if you're not an OBGYN, it will still transform your life. Okay. These, it's basically a list of my favorites that I have read. Some of them actually like multiple, multiple times now because they are just so powerful and life-changing for me. And so I thought, you know what? Like, this is a great idea and I'm making this list of my favorite books and I need to share it with you. So I want to, and that is my special little gifty for you today. All you have to do is go over to coach-miles.com forward slash book list enter your info so that it'll take you to the list immediately so you can look at it or um, you can also click and download to save it for later. Um, And it has, I made it where it has either QR codes or links on every single book title so that you can um, go straight to Amazon and purchase them if you like. I, a side note, I don't get anything from Amazon if you purchase any of these books, okay? (laughs) This is just to make your life easier, okay? I know that um, anything that can save us time is valuable. So um, I included that on every book. So to get it, go to coach-miles.com forward slash book list. That is just B-O-O-K-L-I-S-T, all one word, okay? And you get your list. And then 
then I think everybody should out, you know, out there should decide how many books you need to read until you get your personal pan pizza and take a selfie and tag me on social media with it. <laughs> As I say that right now, like totally off the cuff, I'm totally like kidding, not kidding, because I think that would be actually kind of amazing, y'all. <laughs> we'll start a new trend on social media. Oh my gosh. So Anyway, you don't have to read a certain amount. You could treat yourself anytime you want with your personal pan pizza, but I do not give you a personal pan pizza. Sorry, friends. But I do give you an amazing list. So coach-miles.com forward slash book list. I'll also put it in the show notes for you, the link. Uh, so you can go over to the show notes and just click on the link, okay? All right. So let's get back to today's topic, okay? My secret weapon against burnout, right? My secret weapon is actually not what you would expect okay it is actually da, 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 right consistently having small doable goals at work and i know it's it's kind of a letdown like oh okay well that's that's it <laughs> not what you thought right you're probably like nope 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 i do not need more to do i don't need more goals actually nope no thank you i have enough on my plate as is i'm already overwhelmed by this life right um, or maybe you're thinking like, I've already reached my goals. I got through med school and residency and passing my boards. I don't need any more, right? Which I think that is such a common, common theme for us, okay? We get to the point where we have, you know, set goals for ourselves that are these humongous goals our entire life. And we get to the point where we've reached all those, right? We've done the things, we've passed the test. And then what, right? We just, we kind of end up in a place where we just go to work. And that sounds really nice, right? Like, okay, yeah, now I just get to enjoy this life. And that sounds nice, but it kind of turns into like, we try to replace <laughs> these monumental goals and, and all that we've been working towards our entire life. We tend to replace that kind of striving with, with work. So then we work, 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 work. And we try to find that sense of accomplishment in other ways, like earning more money, seeing more patients, doing more deliveries, earning more RVUs, right? And, you know, until when, right? Like, when do we consider ourselves successful? Um, when, uh, you know, whenever we are, like, retired, are we successful then? <laughs> like, when does it, when, when do we have that payoff, right? Like, when do we have that accomplishment, and that's kind of the hard part, I think, for a lot of us after we've accomplished a lot of our big goals is that we kind of are striving, but we don't ever get that accomplishment again or that, I don't know, that sense of pride or, you know, the things that used to connect us with working really hard um, that made us proud of ourselves. And so, friends, let me tell you why having goals as an OBGYN is such a game changer, okay? We all know how this life is. It, life can get crazy busy, and it's easy to get lost in the whirlwind of it, you know, clinic and surgeries and the ER and deliveries and charting. But setting goals, well, it's like finding your compass in the midst of chaos, okay? It's kind of the compass for your brain. <laughs> it gives you this, this clear direction, it gives you more purpose. And it also adds a little more badassery to your stockpile. Okay. When we set goals, especially whenever we set goals at work, it can really reconnect us to the work that we are doing. So I think that that's part of why goals are like magic. And I don't want you to think of them as just this to-do list. Like, no, no. They 
are more of a fuel that that keeps our our soul alight, right? They are, you know, keeping us on fire instead of burnt out. Okay, think of it that way. They're kind of this fuel that ignites our our, you know, sense of purpose and our connection and our passion. And not to sound too cheesy, but it really is what keeps us um, kind of connected with our job as an OBGYN. And I think how it does that is that, you know, whenever we set goals, it brings more intentionality to our practice. And when we increase how intentional we are, we are drawing our attention towards the good things, the positive things. And we are turning our brain away or we're turning away from our brains, I guess, natural negativity bias. Whenever we are intentional and motivated towards taking small steps to reaching a goal at work, every day feels more adventurous. It feels more, um, you know, like more clear, more aligned with, with what we are here to do. Um, and we are maybe just more, I keep saying connected with our job, but we're, we're more present with our job and we're more present in, in the ability that we have to make a real difference in the lives of our patients. We're more cognizant of the difference we make. Okay. And now I know, like I can picture, <laughs> can picture you thinking this because I've been there. I've thought this. Okay. Um, I can picture you thinking like, oh, I'm already juggling a million things. Isn't this just going to add more stress to my life? Like I don't have room to add things to my list. You're telling me I should back down. You're telling me I should say no to more things, Amanda. And you know, friends, I get it. <laughs> I've been there, but let me tell you a little secret. Okay. Setting goals is not about adding more stress. It's about finding clarity and focus within the chaos, amongst the chaos even. Because setting a goal is like an active choice where you tell your brain, like, hey brain, here is what we are going to focus on today. We are not focusing on all that bullshit right now. We are focusing on our goal. We are connecting to our goal in tiny ways and tiny increments throughout our day in a way that that we are you know, not focusing on all the bullshit and we're letting go of what doesn't matter, right? It's about saying yes to what matters, letting go of what doesn't matter, okay? When you set goals, it's like you become the captain of the ship, right? The captain of your ship, <laughs> really. And, you know, navigating through all of the, the sea of like demands and responsibilities and everybody needing you, Whenever you have goals, it helps you prioritize, you know, the, the path that is, that is, you know, through this crazy sea of the day. Okay. It kind of allows you to focus on, you know, getting through the day in a way that's not trudging through the day <laughs> in, in a way that brings you more joy. Okay. And let's not forget, you know, whenever I talk about having a secret weapon against burnout goals are that okay and so what i mean by that is whenever you set clear and meaningful goals you're not just you know like helping burnout you are actually actively decreasing your burnout and preventing burnout all around you are you know, whenever i say you're increasing your badassery right 
you are increasing your feelings of confidence and empowerment and accomplishment and, and all those good feelings. They feel good. You feel good. Um, and whenever you are, you know, having these, having small goals at work and you're continuing to, to kind of nurture those goals and achieve those goals and set a new goal and go for the next one. And I'm talking about small goals here. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But whenever you're going through a goal setting process, you have to use your brain to make a plan or brainstorm and think about how you're going to reach that. And, you know, you're activating that part of your brain, the prefrontal cortex, which is that creative planning part of your brain. And all of that complex level thinking that is required to set a goal, plan out the steps to reach it, and then execute those things, all of those things are going to keep you out of burnout because you are not going to be in your primitive brain paying attention to all the negative bullshit. Okay. And, <laughs> you know, so like at this point you might be wondering like, okay, but like how do I set a goal in a way that doesn't burn me out more because that's what usually happens, right? Or how do I set a goal in a way that helps me? And the answer is, is like, we want to be intentional. We want to keep it real, but we want to make it small and doable. Okay. And to start off, what I would suggest is, is like thinking about what makes you excited about being an OBGYN or, you know, like what lights you up? What makes your heart sing? What makes you, you know, joyful at work? And it doesn't have to be like this big grand thing. Okay. It might be like, I really like talking to people about PCOS, or I really like talking to people um, about genetic screening. Okay. It can be a nerdy thing. It can be a little thing. It can be, you know, something that is very simple. I want you to think about the parts that you like. And if that's hard for you right now, or if you're not sure, or if you're like, uh, nothing, then I want you to just think about or brainstorm about, you know, the part that you used to like, the part that used to light you up, the part that used to make you joyful. Okay. Reconnect to that. And just, it, it doesn't have to be anything big, like I said. Okay. Um, maybe it's like you, you just like seeing, um, students learn new things, or you like seeing, um, you know, residents develop their skills, um, and, and in the operating room, maybe, or maybe it's improving, uh, your patient's education. Maybe it's advocating for your patients. Okay. It, it can be any part of what you, what you do throughout your day. Okay. And then, you know, once you connect with that part that brings you joy or used to bring you joy, I want you to ask yourself, like, what could I do that maybe I could improve this area of my practice, either for myself, perhaps for my patients. Okay. It needs to be something that's small and doable, something that's, you know, like that you're a little bit excited about. Um, and, and this kind of helps you define your goal or how it comes, you know, how it helps you come up with a goal really. And so it, it needs to be something ideally related to the work that you're already doing so that you can incorporate it into your day already. Um, and it needs to be something simple. Okay. I know I keep saying that, but it really does. And it could be something like, I want to do a better job at screening my patients for intimate partner violence or, or like, Hey, I really, I think I want to make a, a short video or a couple short videos for my pre-op patients to watch that teach them about their upcoming hysterectomy. 
Or maybe it's like, I want to educate my residents better about, you know, the common colposcopy findings. Um, and, and it could be anything, okay? Once you've identified your goal, it's time to break it down into bite-sized pieces, okay? So start simple, simple goal, then break it down even further into tiny bite-sized pieces. And this is often where we get stuck or we get too stressed by having this having a new goal, right? And we quit because as OBGYNs, we are not used to setting simple, small goals. We are used to setting huge goals and we go all in. We are like the go big or go home crowd, right? But we're not trying to climb Mount Everest in a day, y'all. That's not what this is about. We are not trying to add to our stress. We are using goal setting as a tool to manage our mind, to keep our prefrontal cortex activated online. That's it. Like we aren't here to invent a new surgical instrument or cure ovarian cancer. That's not our starting place, at least. <laughs> okay. Now, some of y'all out there, you may be doing that. And like, I, I have no doubt that you are because all of y'all out there are badasses, but that's not our starting point whenever we're burnt out that we're going to like focus on a new innovative thing. Okay. We are using small goals at work. We're using these simple goals <laughs> as a tool to decrease our burnout okay or to to fight against burnout okay they're not to solve the world's problems they're not to be the best overachiever that ever was okay none of that y'all okay i know that we all can fall into that kind of easily i've been there too okay so you may have to challenge yourself to scale down your goal at first okay we want to take small steps set achievable milestones and celebrate every win along the way okay you get to decide what is a win that's the beauty of this okay remember that that you know having a goal is not just about the destination we are not going to fall into the arrival fallacy of there is better than here the the beauty of goals is that we want to embrace our growth and our transformation that comes along with it along the journey, along the way. Okay. So you get to define what, you know, what are the small wins? What's the big overall win? How do you know that you're winning? Okay. And it can be totally easy. Okay. Set this up so that you win. <laughs> you get to rig the game, y'all. <laughs> That's the best news. You get to buy yourself a personal pan pizza whenever you want. <laughs> okay. So bite-sized steps are like, you know, to, to further break that down because some of y'all out there don't know, okay? You're not used to doing small doable steps, okay? So for example, for any goal, you can use this process, but say you decide you want to create a couple short videos for your pre-op patients, okay? So first, anytime you have a goal, I want you to sit down and I want you to think about, you know, like what are all of the steps that would be required to, you know, get this goal accomplished, like make a big list, all of the steps. And if you have like, you know, like, okay, well, uh, make a video. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You do need to make a video, but how do you make the video? You need to either, you know, you need to write what you're going to say down or maybe start by outlining it. Okay. And then you, you, you know, maybe you want to use slides, maybe not. Maybe you want to research um, uh, someone that's going to video you and, and make it look professional, okay? 
or maybe you're going to research how to do it yourself. Okay. You need to break it down into tiny, tiny bits. Okay. So each step I want you to ask, can I break this down any further? What are the steps that I would need to do that? Okay. And so you may end up with quite a list of, of things, right? And so um, maybe it starts off and you, you sit down and you're like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna list out all the steps. Um, and, I, but I don't know how to do this one part. I don't know how to get a video on my clinic's website. So if you don't know how to do something, then you put on this list, learn how to put a video on the website. <laughs> okay. Research how, or email Steve and IT about how to get that, how to get that done. Right. And so, you know, every little step that might be required. And if you don't know, guess at the steps or put in, learn the steps required to film a video. Okay. Or to upload the video to a website, you know, it, it doesn't have to be like that, you know, how to do everything because you can figure that out. You can email someone, you can talk, you know, do some research, you can talk to other people. And, and so that's the beauty of this. You know what to do. So list out everything that's going to be required or that you might guess could be required. Okay. And those, if you can't break it down any further, like if there's no more steps to it, right? Like, okay, well, I need to write an outline um, and of what I'm going to say. Okay. You can't, maybe you can't break that down any further because you know what you're, what you're wanting to educate your patients about. So you know exactly kind of the outline already. Okay. You can't break that down further. So that's one bite size step. Okay. That's a small doable step. You can sit down and do that in not very much time. Maybe you can even, you know, do that in your head. Maybe you already have a script that you're telling your patients every single day. Okay. So I don't know, you know, it, it's going to be different for everybody break down all the steps and then decide what kind of timeline you want this to be on. Okay. So do you want to get this done over the next, you know, uh, we're not going to say over the next week, y'all, <laughs> this is the part where you're going to challenge yourself to scale it down, scale it back, extend your timeline. Okay. You are going to want to say like, okay, I'm going to do this or it's just like a few minutes a day. Or, um, you know, it, it's, it's a small chunk every week. Okay. A doable amount every day or a doable amount every week. Okay. Decide your timeline based off how many bite-sized steps there are. Okay. And then set that goal. If you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm going to do one of these a week and until I reach my goal. Okay. No problem. Well, of course something's going to happen or you're going to go on vacation. So you're not going to be at work to think about the, the step that you're going to do this week or whatever. Um, you know, you're going to potentially miss out. So then you're going to decide, okay, am I going to do two steps next week or am I going to extend my timeline? Okay. There's no, like you don't lose your personal pan pizza if it takes you an extra week. Okay. Because you get to decide when you get the personal pan pizza. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just, I keep going back to that, I guess, but like you get to decide the rules here. So there's not really, yes, you want to like reach your goal, but you can also be the boss and say, okay, it's not a big deal if I am behind on a week. Okay. We're not going to be perfectionists about that. And so I think it's helpful to put these things on my calendar, like my Google calendar. Um, and so I will break it down to all the bite-sized steps and I will plan it out. Like, okay, six months from now is okay. I mark that on the calendar and then I kind of backtrack. Okay. So I'm going to 
need to do this step. You know, I'll go from the, the end product to where I'm at and, and fill it in. And, um, with all the little tiny steps. Okay. Now, sometimes it's going to be like, oh, I don't have to do much. That didn't take very much time at all. And sometimes it might take a little bit of time. Okay. And so you're just kind of guessing on, on, you know, how much time I think this is going to take me. And so if you, you know, put these things, I like to put them on my calendar so that I know, okay, yeah, that reminds me. And it's like a commitment to myself. Okay. This week, as I talk with my patients, I am going to, um, think if there's anything else that I need to add to my video as I pre-op um, this next patient. Okay. And so it kind of keeps your brain on track of like being present and intentional with your patient, but in kind of a different creative way. You see that? And so like, okay, I got to remember everything. Okay. Is there anything I need to, you know, I need to add to these videos or, you know, I need to notice or maybe, maybe kind of take note over the next several pre-op patients, what questions are they asking me the most that I answered the most? I could have like a little Q and A, um, you know, it could be, it could be, you know, kind of fun sometimes to, to go in and see your patients through the lens of having a goal like this. Okay. And so, and it doesn't even have to be that big y'all. Like it can be something like I want to improve my screening rate for domestic violence, um, you know, domestic violence or intimate partner violence. I want to, you know, maybe get to a, a, a solid B, you know, like a B plus. <laughs> okay. I want to reach a 85% screening rate or, or greater for intimate partner violence um, on all of my patients over the next three months. Okay. What would be the steps to accomplishing that? Well, you might, you might need some handouts in case you get some positive screens, right? So like what's some, some handouts or some resources that you're going to tell people if you haven't been doing that part as much or, or you want to really improve it a lot. Um, you know, you got to be prepared for what's going to happen if you do improve it. Um, so I got to get some handouts from my local advocacy group. Um, I got to talk with my MA and uh, let her know that I'm doing this so that um, she can help me screen my patients. And maybe I'm going to, um, you know, incorporate this into my workflow or she's going to ask um, on my OB patients and I'm going to ask on the GYN, you know. Um, you can get people that work around you involved, okay? It doesn't have to just be you. Um, maybe you talk with your office manager about adding some screening questions to the return patient paperwork because it's only on the new patient paperwork. Or maybe you update your dot phrases to have a little blurb um, because it prompts you to ask whenever you see it. So tiny doable bite-sized steps, y'all. Like it, it's, that's how you accomplish any goal. Okay. And it doesn't have to be so formal. If it's something like this, it can be like, okay, here are all the steps. I'm going to list out all the steps. It may not be a linear, like, okay, every week I'm going to do one little step. Okay. It may not be this linear thing. It may just be like working on it day, day to day. And you may find that you finish it way sooner than three months at, you know, completing all the steps. And then you're just like rocking and rolling, asking everybody. Okay. So, you know, so it doesn't have to be this big thing. You can do this with any goal though. Okay. Break it down into small doable steps. Okay. And here's, here's kind of a pro tip y'all. Okay. This is how to really use goals to decrease your burnout as well. Um, in kind of like, like the, the up level way. Okay. So if you, if you want to go bigger or, you know, if you want to feel like that, this is a bigger thing, I want you to think about sharing your goal with others. Okay. 
having a supportive community, having a tribe, or surrounding yourself with like-minded people who maybe have already worked toward that same goal. Maybe they've got ways to to say, hey, yeah, I did that um, last year. Here's what I found helped me. Um, having people that lift you up, cheer you on, hold you accountable. That is such an amazing way to help you reach any goal. And not only does it perhaps help you reach your goals, even if they're small goals, okay, better because you are sharing in that like-minded, you know, knowledge base of people that are, you know, working towards similar things, right? More, More minds is always better. But that connection with others while working towards your goals helps us feel supported and empowered. And guess what? That fights burnout all on its own. Okay. If we are supported and we feel that we are a part of something with other people, we feel included. We feel like we are part of the herd. That helps us not be burnt out. Okay. So, you know, feeling like you're not alone can go a long ways, y'all. And Part of that is knowing that you're not the only one that has struggled with something or that fails sometimes and forgets to ask every patient about intimate partner violence, right? Just knowing that that you don't have to be perfect and no one else is, that's what helps keep you moving forward and growing as a person, right? And I think that that's, you know, that's part of the beauty of the Happy Gynecologist coaching group. Um, it's about having this group of just like amazing women you know, by your side, cheering you on, saying, you know, yeah, sister, I've been there. Yeah, no shame here. I've been there raising my hand, you know. It, it makes goal setting even more powerful whenever you share it with other people, okay? So find your hive, find your tribe, find your herd, okay? Even if it isn't where you normally would expect it, okay? Even if that's online, even if that's in a coaching group, even if that's, you know, a text group with your, your old residency classmate. Okay. Um, it doesn't have to be that it's just the people you work with. Okay. So many of us out there feel disconnected at work, um, from the people that we work with and we, we crave that connection. So use goal setting as a way to, to, you know, pick the brain of someone, uh, you know, send that text, pick the brain of someone that you used to work with that you really liked. Okay. And, and, you know, talk about, Hey, have you ever struggled with this? I I'm trying to figure out a, a better way to do this in my clinic. Have you ever done that? You know, that can be such a powerful thing. Okay. All right, my friends. So that's why setting small doable goals <laughs> is a must do. Okay. They give us direction. They give us purpose. They give us more badassery. Okay. Not that y'all don't have enough. You, you, you do, you are enough. <laughs> you are totally badass, but they make us feel good. Okay. And that's why they're our secret weapon against burnout. So protect your, protect your flame. Get all cheesy on you. Protect your flame. Don't let it burn out. Okay. This is how, okay. Remember setting goals is not about adding stress. It's about finding clarity and direction. Okay. It's about tuning out the BS and focusing your brain. Okay. All right, y'all. So glad you joined me this week. And I want you to go out there, set your goals. I'd love to hear about them. Okay. What small doable goal can you do? Okay. I want to know, how are you going to, how are you going to reward yourself with that personal pan pizza? (laughs) I can't wait to hear. Okay. Reach out, find me on social media. Um, uh, find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram. You can send me an email. I'd love to hear. I love hearing from y'all and go get your book list. Okay. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye. 
Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always get more free help from me by going to my website, www.coach-miles.com and clicking on free resources. If this work has helped you and you're interested in learning more about getting out of burnout and up-leveling your life as an OBGYN, definitely check out my six-month coaching program, The Happy Gynecologist Group. You can always get more information on my website, coach-miles.com.